This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is NFL Nuts Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, the ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. NFL Draft is right around the corner and the Patriots obviously will be in the market for tight ends. Two of the best tight ends in the draft come from Iowa and we have no better guest to have than Scott Dodgren who covers Iowa for the Athletic. Scott, thanks for joining me. Hey, glad to be on with you. So I guess let's just go through these two tight ends, TJ Hogginson and Noah Font. You know, you covered them on a daily basis. What Break down their games, you know, one by one. All right, let's start with uh, Noah Fant. He's uh, he's played as a true freshman in 2016, and and I'll even kind of go back a little bit beyond that, which is both of them uh, were in the same room with George Kittle in 2016. They were true freshmen. Kittle was a fifth year senior, so they you know you, you look at it right now and think, wow, that was a pretty good tight end group, and it, and it certainly was. But uh, Fant played right away. He was kind of a uh, a pretty good athlete at that point. He was you know six five. Five, six four and a half, six five, two hundred pound, two hundred twenty pounds, and, and really was more of a, a slot or a detached tight end. Uh, good receiving skills, definitely a, a, a you know a downfield threat, uh, a mismatch in every single way with any defensive back or linebacker because he is so athletically gifted, and uh, you know. And then you look at T.J. Hawkinson. For you know, he's a little bit bigger. Uh, he weighs a little bit more, not much more now, but um, you know, a, a really good blocker, which is kind of interesting because in high school he was more of a wide receiver. Uh, he didn't block a whole lot, but uh, he's a student of the game. He's, he's he started learning how to block at Iowa and really took to that. And and maybe even more than any other player I've been around has really uh, tried to become good right away which he was and then uh has incredible hands uh you know can i really don't think i remember him dropping any passes he was i was you know ultimate third down threat uh last year and uh you know there was a little bit of friction at times between the two of them and how often they got on the field Iowa ran out of two tight ends about 65 percent of the time which in my opinion was way too low Mm -hmm. uh having those two guys but uh they're both were pretty effective and they're completely different players so uh you know whoever gets them will, will have some high caliber athletes on their team yeah i wanted to ask you about sort of that that friction i read some you know was it that font had you know more of a role and then hoggetson sort of emerged and you know more of the passing game role this past year is that what happened you know iowa is is very rigid and what it does offensively. And uh, Hawkinson was primarily the inline tight end, which is, you know, what he fits best. And so, uh, you know, whereas Fant was more of the moving tight end, you know, a lot of times at an H-back or mm-hmm. sometimes in the slot, sometimes online too, but uh, but primarily Hawkinson was that guy who, who lined up in the uh, 
you know, and it lined up in line. So I think there was some friction among snaps. I know, uh, you know, fans' brothers were tweeting about it. You know, how can he be the best tight end in the country? And he's not playing very often. And, and uh, you know, I think we all kind of thought that that was – you know, kind of a dumb move by Iowa that, uh, you know, that, you know, if, if you've got two tight ends plus like that, um, you know, play two tight end offense the entire time. And they, they actually did jump their plays a lot for that, but, but still mm-hmm. not enough. But, but you could tell that, you know, even in interviews when they talked you know, about each other, I mean, that they were cordial, but not really friendly. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, that, if a lot of that's just, Hey, you know, there's not buddies or if it's, you know, there's some friction there about, you know, what maybe what happened in the room or, you know, in the film room or whatever. I mean, I think they acknowledge that the other one's talented. I think they're happy for the other one, but I think they're very, very competitive. Yeah. What are they like as, as people? You know, being at the NFL Combine, it really seemed like Hawkinson's very down to earth, really loves football. Like he was asked about the Ferences and what they meant to him, and he almost like teared up. Is that just who he is? A guy that just loves football and is passionate, sort of like the Ferences are? Yeah, he's a small town Iowa guy, you know. Which, I mean, Iowa seems like a small town to everybody, but and specifically to him. I mean, he grew up in a town of about seven thousand people, so he was in south uh, South Central Iowa and uh, far away from everywhere, and and really. His whole life was, you know, playing sports. He was really good at basketball, too, and, um, you know, had the opportunity to come to Iowa, and, and he looks at Iowa as kind of a mecca for him, which a lot of kids do in this part of the world. And uh, he really has enjoyed his time here. Uh, you know, so he's got – he's very down-to-earth, you know, just he'll fit in anywhere. Um, you know, Fance is from Omaha, Nebraska, uh, but then – you know, I within sight of the University of Nebraska and, mm. and his family were Nebraska fans, but he ended up just picking Iowa simply because of the tight end tradition. And uh, you know, he's much more polished as a as a speaker. I think uh, he's uh, he carries himself professionally. Uh, you know, so you'll fit in in a professional environment right away. Uh, and and. PJ Hawkinson isn't necessarily as polished, you know, speaking in front of people. But yeah. um, I think both will win their teammates over, and and Hawkinson clearly will because he is he was he's a grinder, and uh, you know I think people will notice his work ethic right away. And I'm not suggesting Fant doesn't have that either, but but Hawkinson really fits in well, and and uh, you know is is again one of the most probably one of the the best workers I've seen at Iowa and they've had some, you know, really good players over the years. Yeah. And I know they're different tight ends and do different things. Is one maybe more ready for the NFL right now than the other? You know, I, I think they're both incredibly talented, but yeah. I, what I will say is, uh, you know, cause I think they both could come in and, and play and play well right away. But I would probably give a slight edge to, to Hawkinson. Um, you know, because he's a little more full service. You know, obviously he's a devastating blocker. He can make any catch. Uh, you know, probably the most incredible catch I saw from him over the last couple of years was against Wisconsin. And it was a really good throw by the quarterback. He was, you know, Nate Stanley's a 6'5", 240-pound quarterback, rolling to his left on the left hash mark, threw kind of across his body towards the center of the field. You know, the ball went, you know, 58 yards in the air. And, and, and Hawkinson, in traffic and getting his arm pulled down, was able to, to catch the ball, you know, after – you know, high point it. I thought, okay, this, this shows me a lot about him, and he's got good speed and and everything. I mean, he's uh, you know four seven at the at the combine, which isn't the best, but it's not bad. You know what I will say about Noah Fant is, you know, 
his blocking has been kind of maligned. And it's really unfair because I think, you know, he's a pretty good blocker. I've seen him pancake guys before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he'll do a nice job of walling off guys. He's just not going to, you know, the way Hawkinson just blows people off line of scrimmage, he's not going to quite do that all the time. He will sometimes. I think where he can use a little more work, frankly, is, is probably catching. He had a couple of drops this year. And uh, sometimes he doesn't catch the ball. Um, he waits for it to come to him. And I think that when he gets around a you know bona fide receiving coach or tight ends coach at the next level, they're going to really help work with him on catching the ball you know, at helmet level as opposed to maybe waist level, which he did sometimes on deeper routes. Uh, once he gets that kind of through, he'll he'll be fine. I, it wouldn't shock me at all after watching a lot of good tight ends over the years if these two are among the ten best in the NFL within two years. How, how do they compare to to Kittle? And obviously, Kittle is you know one of the best tight ends in the league right now. But did mm-hmm. they are they where the Kittle was when he was at Iowa, or was Kittle just you know way above anyone you've seen? No, they're better than Kittle was here. Uh-huh. Um, Kittle, Kittle was a self-made player more than they were. I mean, they came in blessed with more physical skills than Kittle did. Kittle came in at uh, you know right around 200 pounds, and they weren't sure if he was going to be a tight end, outside linebacker, free safety, even a wide receiver. In fact, his first couple of years, he was kind of known as wheel route guy because all he did was you know they get him you know kind of on an H back position and let him run wheel routes, and and then. Once he started, to, you know, and then he had guys ahead of him like uh, C.J. Fedorowicz, who yep. played with the Texans for a few years and four concussions got him. So, you know, he had some really good players, too. And I think, you know, with Kittle, by the end, I mean, he just he's just got a tenacity about him that I think Hawkinson has and I think Vant does, too. But, you know, it's, it's rare, the, the, the tenacity. And he's already a you know, a pretty good athlete. You know, he's just got a swagger. Maybe the other two don't quite have. Yep. And as a blocker, um, I mean, he's mean. And he was able to, to really emphasize that his last two years. Mm-hmm. So I, I would put them both in his category, though, even now. I yep. mean, they just, you know, fans probably about the same speed, uh, more blessed as an athlete, and Hawkins is just a little bit bigger and, and you know, probably more physical even, and that's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah. Then, obviously, playing for Kirk Ferentz is, you know, probably similar to, I mean, obviously not an NFL, you know, type team, but he's a hard-nosed coach, been around the game a long time. How have you seen his, you know, coaching style preparing players for the next level? Um, you know, most people will say Iowa is so well prepared that when you get a guy from the draft, it's like drafting a second year player in the NFL. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and a lot of that is the development here is is top shelf. Now, they don't necessarily get the best athletes, and that kind of keeps them down, unlike uh, Fan and Hawkinson and next year with AJ Epineza. But uh, they, they, you know, so. They run it like an NFL system, and a lot of that is, is you know, spans from his time with Bill Belichick. You know, that's that's some of his most influential uh, coaching experience was when he was with him in Cleveland, and then uh, went to Baltimore with Ted Marcher Broda, and then of course Brian Ferentz coached under yep. uh, Belichick for a few years. So um, they are from that tree, and they handle their business that way. It is it is very guarded as a program it's it's sometimes difficult to penetrate yep. um and and it's very it's Bel- oh, we call it very belichickian you know so it's um but that said they are 
well prepared. They compete in a lot of you know most games, even if the talent disparity between an Iowa and a Michigan or Ohio State is down. I mean, they've beaten Michigan five out of the last six games, so you know they they compete with these teams. But uh, and a lot of that has to do with coach, coaching and how prepared Iowa's players are. So at tight end specifically, I mean Iowa since 2000 has more tight ends drafted than any other Big Ten team, mm-hmm. and that doesn't include Fan Hawkinson. So yeah. um, you know you're looking at Dallas Clark and some others. You know uh, Scott Chandler was in New England for a few years. Yep. And, you know Tony Moyaki was really good. So they've had some. You know, they, they're kind of tight end you of the Big Ten, and this just kind of extends that legacy. Yeah, and I don't know if you followed, you know, what these guys are, you know, potentially going to be drafted or kept up with any of that. But from your perspective, who, who do you think will be selected first out of the two of them? You know, I've been asked this actually a lot. And yeah, I, I kind of think. I mean, I, I think it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking, if you need to change your attitude as an offense, if you need, um, you know, somebody who's who's a little bit more secure, and and you want somebody who can be really physical, I think you want T.J. Hawkinson. I look at Detroit, and I and see what Matt Patricia is trying to do with the Lions. Yep. And Hawkinson to me is the perfect person to bring in you know his skill set's good but as a person and, and his attitude he's exactly what they need uh, now i i can also make the strong case that as an athlete uh, no offense who they should draft because uh-huh. with matt stafford's arm the ability to get down the field um to you know as a complete mismatch even more so than hawkinson is on his routes i mean i would say he's the type of guy that you want so i guess it's it's more about style than it is uh, specifically the person so if i was starting a team over tomorrow i mean i guess it'd depend on my wide receivers yeah. you know i mean if, I, if i've got guys who can get down the field then maybe i want the, the the tight end who will make every catch on third down if i if i have guys who can't stretch the field that way then i want the tight end like no offense so uh not to evade any kind of question but i, I really think that's it's about as close as I could ever judge between the two. Mm-hmm. And then from a Patriots perspective, obviously they're going to look to you know replace Robert Ronkowski, and no one's going to ever be Robert Ronkowski. But if between these two, is Hawkinson probably that guy because he can block as well as catch passes? Yeah, I think so. And he, he can do, uh, maybe not at the same level, but he can do similar things to what uh, you know Rob Gronkowski did. You know, and he, he acknowledges that. I mean, he's... He studies uh, Gronkowski has. He told me this, you know, two years ago. That's the guy, you know, Brian Ferentz went to New England last year yeah. uh, and, and spent some time there and came back and he gave uh, Hawkinson tape of, of Gronkowski. And, and Hawkinson's already kind of a film nut, so he already was watching it, uh, but really started honing in on what Gronkowski did. And so he felt, you know, I mean, when he retired, you know, it kind of hit him a little bit. But I think he would be a better replacement, you know, I mean, person for person um i'm not sure either one of them will be available 32 right uh you know that might be a challenge but uh, you know hawkinson would fit and i think hawkinson's personality would probably fit in better at new england maybe than fans would um not that you know fans just a little bit more maybe a little bit more of a free spirit mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that he couldn't do what he wanted to do there but just you know hawkinson fell in line pretty well at iowa and I was pretty representative of what the Patriots are. Mm-hmm. Hey Scott, thanks much for your time. Really appreciate, it. really good insight on these two players. And you know, you can everybody can follow yourself on the athletic website. You know, look, look at yourself right now. You did a great job covering the teams. Th- thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Have a good one.